Welcome to Everybody's Bad with Money. I'm AJ Schneider, founder and CEO of Beyond the Green Coaching, where we help people every single day heal their relationship with money. Join me multiple times per week where I bring you inspiring guests, solo episodes, and share tangible money and life tips you need to be your most confident, independent, and empowered self. Welcome back to Everybody's Bad With Money. I'm your host, AJ Schneider, and we are doing Student Loan Forgiveness Edition. Bow, 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 bow. So what happened yesterday? President Biden made an historic decision to remove $10,000 worth of federal student loan debt for any borrower who made under $125,000 last year or $250,000 if married filing jointly. So if you made over 125000 as of right now, you are not eligible. We might find out a little bit later that it might be tiered just kind, just like how the stimulus tech checks were tiered. It started at 75000 You got the max. You went up to, up to 100000 and you got less, but you still were able to get some. We haven't been told if that's the case yet, but that is always a possibility. Typically, student loan forgiveness is taxable income. So this is something that happens to a lot of people who qualify for student loan forgiveness at the end of their tenure. So when they've been contributing the the monthly amount for 10 years and then it gets forgiven, the entire amount that's been forgiven will be taxable income, which can really hurt people. But because this was a um, an act within a a larger act created during COVID, any forgiveness that has been created will actually be federally tax-free. So we don't have to worry about the tax implications on a federal level for these student loan forgiveness. However, some states, all states have the authority to tax this as income. So you might get hit on a, ta- on a state level, but you will not get hit on a federal level for this student loan forgiveness. Other things that were included in this bill is forbearance continues till December 31st, 2022, which is awesome. It actually enables us to have six months of not paying our student loans or six months of 0% interest on our student loans because it's going to take the processors like over 30 days to process and resubmit you into repayment with your interest. So when I was talking to my provider, my uh, my Great Lakes, they told me that the first payment is not even going to come out until February 2023. So we essentially have six months to save and or to pay our student loans with 0% interest. Another really cool part of this bill is that President Biden is capping income-based repayment to no more than 5% of your income. This is huge. This is absolutely, absolutely huge for millions of Americans. So people are still going to owe student loans. Not everybody's student loans are going to be completely wiped away. And so what he's saying is that the income-based repayment plan can only be based off of 5% of your income. So you will not be paying more than 5% of your income towards student loans, which is huge. I've worked with clients who 55% of their income was going to student loans, if not more. So this is a really big win. And then the the last bit is Uncle Biden. I always call him Uncle Biden, but now I'm like, he deserves the president title. President Biden also is giving 
Pell Grant recipients. So Pell Grant recipients are people who qualified for the highest level of financial aid. So these were people who were really in a financial need for money for college. He's giving them an additional $10,000. So anybody who was a recipient of a Pell Grant also receives an additional $10,000. There's a lot of nuance and detail. One of the little small details is that anybody who was paying their student loans during COVID, you will be retroactively paid back for those payments um, if it exceeds the the $10,000. So that's really cool. So if you paid off your student loans, you might be eligible to get some of that money back. So that is essentially what we know today. Things are going to keep evolving and changing and legislation is going to keep evolving and and there's going to be conversations and these providers are going to have to figure out the best systems to make everything work and basically to make everything work by December 31st. So they have their work cut out for them. But that is the gist of what happened yesterday and it's huge. There's so much information out there about how little this is going to actually impact the economy in a bad way. However, on an individual level, this is going to massively improve the lives of millions of Americans. So I am now going to dive into some of the questions and some of the feedback I got from my reel that I posted. Like pretty much as soon as this was announced, I went out and I posted a reel and I got blasted with hate. And I think it's important that we acknowledge this because yes, I'm going to get into all of the student loan questions that I got, but anger is the number one obstacle to building wealth. And every single person or troll or whoever was messaging me, that hate and that anger holds them back from building any actual wealth or feeling any success in their life. And I talk about this a lot, the emotional side of money, that guilt, shame, anger, resentment, all of these things prevent us from living in our truth, stepping into our power and building wealth. So while there might be some frustrations, if you've paid off all your student loans or you aren't qualified for these forgivenesses, if you're acknowledging or becoming aware that you're feeling resentful or hate, I'm going to encourage you to pause and find gratitude and think about the moments in your life where opportunities and gifts have been presented to you. And just because the opportunity for other people to become successful has happened right now, because this is going to help millions and millions of Americans, that that is going to trickle down into every other person's life. Because many, many Americans are incredibly stressed and debilitated by their debt. And you might be too, and you might not have benefited from this. And that sucks. But we have to move forward and find positivity in all of this. And a win for millions of Americans should be a win for all of us, even if we aren't directly impacted by this decision. So I'm going to go through a series of questions that I was asked because I think If one person has those questions, then a lot of people will. So the first question I was asked, I was so surprised about. Almost a lot of these questions I was really surprised about. So the first person said, is this going to fuck our credit scores for a little bit, getting this much removed at once? Now, I have a lot of issues with this question because unless you're looking to buy a home in the next 
six months, like who gives a shit about your credit score? Like what is this whole obsession with having this perfect ideal credit score? But I'm not going to get into that on this podcast, but if you want to know more about my feelings about credit score, please let me know at hello at beyondthegreencoaching.com and I will make an entire episode about why your credit score does not really matter. Okay. So actually, you know what I'll do? I have an entire uh, module about why your credit score doesn't matter. And if you want it for free, message me at hello at beyondthegreencoaching.com and I am happy to send it for you absolutely free. Okay? Hello at beyondthegreencoaching.com. All right. So I first wanted to know what they meant by fuck. Do they mean like five points or 50? And they were like, all right, 25 to 50 points would be that the credit score was fucked. And I said, okay, so basically if you have a higher debt to credit utilization ratio, so if your debt is higher than the allotted uh, credit that they want to give you, so if your debt is is higher than 30%, which is what they consider like healthy debt hygiene, and you get $10,000 and you pay it off, then you're fantastic because it lowers your debt to credit utilization. Now, so it's only net positive for those people. So let me just explain that one more time just to make sure I'm crystal clear. So most Americans are not at the 30% debt to credit utilization. They're much higher because they usually max out a credit card or um, they have student loans or they have debt in collections. So paying off debt is the number one way to improve your credit score. The number two way is to have more credit. It's a messed up system. So if you have student loans and you have credit cards, then I I can guarantee that you're probably at a higher threshold for your debt to credit utilization. So you're probably maybe 40, 50%. So knocking down $10,000 or $20,000 is going to be incredibly beneficial. It's going to bring your debt to credit utilization down below 30% and creditors are going to be happy. They're going to start sending you, literally, they're going to start sending you applications for new credit cards because they're like, oh, this person has more opportunity to spend money. Let's give them new credit cards. Watch, watch it will happen to you. Okay. If you are below that, so let's say you just have student loans and you don't have any other debt, then you might actually get a little ding on your credit score, but it would only last for 30 to 60 days. The key with a healthy credit score is keeping um, keep spending on credit and pay it off every month. That's how you're going to have a healthy credit score. So if you just have student loan debts and you don't have any other um, recurring debts, so like you pay off your credit card at the end of every month, you might get a ding negatively, but it will rebound within 30 to 60 days. Okay, next question. This one I am going to do a whole reel about because I think it's so important and very much in alignment with what we teach at Beyond the Green. So the question was, I'm going to owe a little bit more than 5K after getting the student loan forgiveness. Should I try and pay it off before January when interest kicks in? Here's the deal. I'm going to break this down. If you don't have an emergency fund, if you don't have any cash savings, 
if you don't know what your retirement looks like and you haven't really planned or thought about your retirement, then you should not be dumping large sums of money towards low interest debt. What do I mean by low interest debt? A typical student loan is anywhere between 5 and 7%. Hers was at 7%. So I did a little math. So she wants to aggressively pay off her debt over the next six months because with this new student loan forbearance that they're allowing to December 31st, 2022, that actually allows us to have till February to make our first payment towards student loans. So we actually have from September, well, it's still August, but September all the way to February to save for our student loan repayments. If she wanted to pay off her $5,000 worth of student loan debt, at a 7% interest in six months, she would have to pay $833 per month to her student loan. She would pay a total of $75 in interest. Now, if she decided instead to pay off her debt slower and be able to save at the same time and only put $200 towards her student loan debt every month, it would take her 27 months and she would pay $386 in interest. $386 over the span of two years and three months. Now, let's say she was like, I have this $833 in my head. What if every single month I put $200 towards my student loan and I put $633 into the stock market within a return of 8%. So an annual return of 8%, I'm going to put it into some ETFs and mutual funds, have it managed by a um, brokerage account, or you know what, maybe I'll put it into a retirement account. Anyways, it's in the stock market, and I'm anticipating an average return of 8% per year. In 27 months, she would have contributed $17,091 and she would earn, earn just because she keeps contributing it, $13,010. So you're telling me that she should go aggressively pay off her interest to which she'll save $312, aggressively pay that off, or instead over the next 27 months, make $13,000 by just being consistent and putting the money in the market. If she decided after that 27 months, she's paid off her student loan debt and she's like, you know what? I don't want to continue to put that $633 into this investment account. I'm going to do different things with my money. So let's say just in those 27 months alone, she saved $633 a month and invested in the stock market and doesn't touch it, literally doesn't add a cent more to it, doesn't touch it, she would have $328,158. Almost $330,000 by letting her money sit there and do nothing for two years and three months of hard work. That's it. That's it. That is the power of compounding savings That is the power of saving and paying off debt slowly. We're talking 7% interest. That is $386. Let's see, $386 divided by 27 months. 
is an average of $14 a month or two lattes. So for two lattes a month, she gets to invest $633 into the stock market and make $13,000 in the same amount of time. This is why we have to change our debt mindset. Debt is not the enemy. Debt is not the problem. It's the way that we view that we have to pay it off because if we pay it off, that somehow means something about ourselves, that we're better, that we're good people, that we're not bad, that we're not being burdened, that we're not drowning. However you believe about debt, trust me, I was there. I used to think I was chained to my debt, that I was never gonna get out of my situation, that I was drowning. I constantly felt like the weight of the entire ocean on my shoulders. And by changing my debt mindset, now I build more wealth than ever because I leverage debt. And you can too. And so I want you, when you're hearing about your new forgiveness, so if you've gotten 10,000 or 20,000, I want you to really assess and think about your long-term financial wellness, not just about paying off the debt, but about paying off the debt while building wealth at the same time, utilizing low interest. If, if you were telling me you had a credit card with 23% interest, yeah, go pay that off. You're paying a fortune in interest, but we're talking 7%, $386, $14 a month that you could spend so that you can build $13,000 in wealth. To me, that's a no-brainer. Next question. Will someone be able to see that I received the Pell Grant before because I've reconsolidated? So on studentaid.gov, they have all of your financial uh, student loan information. So make an account if you don't already have one with studentaid.gov. They will let you know which... um, which loans are federal, which loans are personal, and call your provider. Call whatever provider you have and find out as much information. I spoke to a provider for 45 minutes yesterday just to try and get as much information as I could from them. So call your provider. The number one thing you should be doing though is logging into studentaid.gov. Next question. How are they going to uh, vet that people are worthy of this student loan forgiveness? So what is most likely going to happen is they're going to use your 2021 tax return to assess if you are eligible for your for the student loan forgiveness. Now, someone asked a fantastic question. They said, will they base it off of gross or net earnings. So essentially, are they going to base it off of, you know, your your salary says 125,000? Are they going to base it off of retirement contributions, donations, house deductions, uh, other expenses? So I don't know this for sure, but based off of the stimulus check, the stimulus check was based off of your net income, not your gross income. So it was based off of your income after expenses. So after uh, traditional 401k and IRA contributions, after home deductions, and any other expenses that you can that are allowed with the IRS. So what I'm referring to is adjust, adjusted, adjusted, adjusted gross income, and you can find that on line 11 of your 2021 tax return. So look at line 11 to see if you qualify for student loan forgiveness. Someone asked, do you have to file any paperwork or is this going to be automatic? I got to imagine that this will not be automatic 
and that they're going to request a tax return in order for the payment to process on your student loans. So what's my advice for you right now? Uh, you kind of got to like, there's some actions that you got to take. I'll go through every single one of them. But then also you just kind of got to sit back and wait. Like nothing is going to happen with you like compulsively trying to log on to studentaid.gov, right? Uh, but I encourage you to log in, find your account for studentaid.gov. If you haven't filed your taxes for 2021, I would do that ASAP. Reach out to your loan provider. Find out more information about your loans. If you were one of the people who consolidated your federal and your personal loans into a, a refinanced personal loan, I would reach out to them and find out what are your options. Are there any options for you to get some of those federal loans discharged or for, uh, forgiven? And that's pretty much it. I, I, would, I would keep your eyes and ears open so keep up to date with us on Instagram at beyondthegreencoaching.com. We'll also be putting it in our newsletters. So if you want to participate and sign up for our newsletters, reach out to us at hello at beyondthegreencoaching.com. In the meantime, relax, celebrate, but also let's just wait and see how the chips unfold for a bit. I hope this was helpful. If you have more questions or if there's things that I didn't go over and you want me to explain even more, I am happy to. I'm offering any student loan question services, like just reach out to me. We are happy to talk to you and work through this with you. We understand that this is a very exciting and confusing thing. And so let's do it together. You don't have to do it alone. Please don't hesitate to reach out. Again, hello at beyondthegreencoaching.com. It's amazing how so many people feel they don't know where to start. And yet I'm telling you, reach out, just say, hey, I don't know where to start. And I'll, I'll start, I'll, I'll provide questions for you to get your juices flowing, okay? This is really exciting. Uh, I want to know how this is affecting you, how you're feeling right now. Are you excited? Are you stressed? Are you scared? Are you hopeful? Are you demoralized? I want to know, I want to hear from you. Please reach out to us at Beyond the Green Coaching at uh, on Instagram. That's where we mainly live. We're also slowly working our way towards Twitter. And you can also reach out to us at hello at beyondthegreencoaching.com, like I said. So we cannot wait to hear from you. Thank you all so much for listening. I cannot wait to dive into this deeper. I will be up to date reporting on student loans like it's my job and happy budgeting. <laughs>